Yes, let's talk harness racing here in New South Wales for the next 10 minutes or so. Looking forward to tonight's Penrith card of racing. That's where we look to this evening. But if we just look back on last night uh, at Bathurst, it was a strong card. And Mark Hewitt had a really good night at the office with a double, including a progressive filly that you definitely want to watch over uh, the remainder of this season and going forward. Not to be denied is her name. Very well bred. She's by Always Be Mickey the new sire out of still in denial uh, owned by the Gibson family and Mark Hewitt was doing the training and driving she was first up for her three-year-old campaign she just had the one trial since she wrapped up her preparation in December and she was able to work outside of them and defeat the short priced favorite in a time of 56 and 6 but the closing sectionals were ultra impressive 27 8 27 6 and she looked to do it well within herself so she's certainly a filly to watch going forward uh, and hopefully you listen to the chat with mick gear and anthony frisbee on Monday morning, Anthony gave a push for Auntie Bella and she was able to go around and win at a nice prize of $8. So that was Bathurst last night. We also had a trialling session yesterday at Menangle. Plenty going around there, but a few trialers of note. Titian Raider was able to win the open trial in 53 and 6. And Funky Monkey had another trial. She was there in 56 and 7, the trotter. So there are a few that we'll no doubt be seeing back at the races very shortly. As I mentioned, we have Penrith this evening, just our lone card of racing, races on the docket there the first gets underway at 607 but i guess this morning from the pace is darren binskin if you missed the news on tuesday afternoon darren was able to drive his 1000th winner uh, a feat that not many achieve and he was able to do so aboard his own square gator there so i thought it was certainly fitting to have a chat to Darren this morning about that and also Saturday night he has some key chances at the Menangle card of racing thanks for your time this morning Darren and congratulations on reaching that milestone thanks yeah it's a great achievement it's modern records I've probably driven a lot more than that but I never really kept a tally Uh, but in my early years I drove a lot of winners so it was just great to be recognised more so than the thousand winners to be honest Rick Absolutely. Important to note that as well, the, around the fact that you've probably driven a lot, a lot more than that, but it's great to just get that one on the board. Was it something that you were keeping an eye on or did it creep up on you a little bit? I had no idea. I mean, when I first started my career, I only focused on, I'd never had a big team, so I was always just focused on the bigger race, the setting horses for, for the group ones, and that's what I did. And then all of a sudden someone said, in the modern records you're getting close to a thousand winners and i thought well i wouldn't have thought i'd drove that many considering i probably hadn't drove a lot in a lot of races more than a lot some people focus on winning races but like i said i've always had a small team so i never really set myself for for any goals to win that amount of races i might test your memory now but do you remember your first drive and how long it took you to get that first victory oh that, that's real easy uh, was 40 to 1 in a free for all against all the best drivers at Fairfield. His name was Josmus Boy, um, and he won. First drive, 40 to 1. And I won, I beat all the best drivers. I thought I was the greatest driver ever. <laughs> I went back the next week and they give it to me. Every every step of the journey, they poleaxed me. But the first race, I must have sneaked up on them because they had no idea. And I was only 16, and uh, that horse lived his life out. Um, we we kept him for forever. So it was he was a lovely horse. He, he 
anyone could drive him. I thought I was the greatest, but no, the, the horse just knew. As soon as the bell lapped, started ringing, he went. Uh, I thought I was the driver, but really he just took me on the journey to win the race. Oh, very easy to remember indeed then, and a good story to go with it as well. Over your career, you mentioned that you probably haven't driven a lot of numbers, but no doubt focused on quality. Is it something that you always thought that you would do for this long or, or was driving a part of your life that I guess you just took as it came? Uh, look, the thing is uh, you got to love trotting because we don't make copious amounts of money. So it, it's a, definitely a love. I started off, my dad had longevity driving. My grandfather did as well. Um, they never lost their nerves, so i got no right to lose my nerves. And I, I don't find... I think the age thing, people tell you that, but I don't feel any different and I just go out and drive the races how I see it still to this day. And, yeah, I probably enjoy it more now because you just, you have the love, you're more love for the horse. You get it back. I think in between when you're from 16 to my age now, you you lose a little bit of the... I guess the love of the horse because it comes too much businessified and people put a lot of pressure on you. But I think I'm enjoying it more because I understand as you get older, you, you've got to enjoy all these moments because it doesn't last forever. But while it is going, you just keep keep chipping away. No doubt about that. In terms of the industry itself, you would have seen a massive amount of change over your career, particularly you just mentioned that your first drive and winner was there at Fairfield and now we operate on the big track at Menangle more often than not and you particularly do as well. Is that the, the biggest change that you've seen? Oh, you, you see a lot of diff- different things. We, we met with the juvenile racing. Uh, we had good size stakes. Uh, it goes up and down and ebbs and flows. I think the administrators try their best, but I, I think sometimes uh, our focus should be a little bit more on on the hobbyist sort of guys because they keep trotting and going. Not that the professional should be um, analysed, but I just find maybe maybe trotting could be more still for the hobbyist. I think we've we've gone out of there reaching a lot of things, especially the size stakes, where if you had a, a, a not a really good horse and you've bred it and you know, you've got your 3000 where someone can buy one for 300000 I think you've got to look after the, the smaller participants. And I think they do that more in the gallops than they do in the trots, to be honest. Yeah, no doubt. We'll hopefully see some initiatives brought in to, I guess, give those a chance to earn good money. Because as you mentioned earlier on, it's not the easiest game to to certainly make a great living out of but it's more about the love and passion that certainly keeps everybody going i wanted to discuss quickly your time in the u.s because i'm sure it's something that you look back on very fondly overall and it's something that not many people get to experience and i think we're seeing more and more now it's it's a part of the industry that everybody aspires to to be involved in at some point in time in their career but you were able to do it and probably before your time too yeah, I was. I mean, I was struggling a little bit uh, mentally. I don't mind saying it because if it helps someone else, I, I would rather uh, discuss what happened to me. My dad passed away. It was a, a devastating thing to lose your dad. And I always wanted to go to America, but I wouldn't go because of dad and mum. So, and then I decided at 40, which is probably not the right age, but still the passion was there. I thought, well, I've got to try to reignite 
that that fire back inside me, and it actually did. I went there, and the first night I got 12 drives, which I think is nearly a record. I got off the plane and drove 12. I didn't do any good, mind you. But uh, uh, then after a while, I got to understand the racing. So for, for 40 years, you learned to sit up in the cart. Next minute, you had to lay back in the cart. So everything you knew had to change, and that was probably the turning point mentally for me because it became a really big challenge and, and I started to do well. Uh, I trained a mare who ended up being a national champion uh, in that, that time. Then I had a bad fall. I think I drove 42 winners in sort of about five months and I had a bad fall, broke my ribs at the back, damaged my spleen, come home. My boy was only very young and I was there September 11th. So the world changed at that time. Otherwise, possibly I'd still been there. You must think to yourself that was that was a really cool experience and something, as I mentioned, that not many people, I guess, get to achieve and be involved in. And then you see the job that a few of the boys now are doing up there in North America, and I'm sure that you know how hard it is to break into that school. Do you think that we'll see more people head up? I guess for our industry, we probably don't want to look to lose our best young talent, but it seems the lure of an attraction to go there is as great as ever now. Well, when I went there, they didn't know much. I think there was very few Australians driving there or had driven there, all Kiwis. And I did say to them, I'm 40. I said, when you get some of these younger guys come, and they can learn from the get-go. Uh, I said, you're going to get, you're going to get invaded. And I said, and I'm going to be laughing at you. And they said that'll never happen. <laughs> so every time Dexter, Dexter Dunn, Andy Mack, or Scotty Mack do well, it's like uh, I feel a little sense of achievement that one day that that it would happen to the Yanks because we're we're probably a stronger-minded driver. Where we're not that frightened, but uh, the Yanks are pretty, yeah, pretty spoiled and bit bit soft. But we, like Timmy T- Timmy Tetrick, probably not because he was brought up like in in the Midwest. Uh, but our ethic is probably better than theirs, and we're like stronger minded. Um, so yeah, it, it's awesome for me because I predicted it 20 years ago, but it took 20 years for it before <laughs> before it eventuated. So took a while but yeah no I'm just so happy because I look and I knew one day that would happen but it it just took 20 years to happen yeah they're certainly doing marvelous things up there and it's great to see as well in terms of your driving career though back on to your achievements is it something that you've ever considered taking a, a step back from or you mentioned that you're probably enjoying it more than ever now so why would you no I just find I you know it Driving is, is no different to any sport, and I drive a lot at an angle, and all it comes down is your timing. Like my little trotter that give me the thousand will parked out over a mile, like the last thousand metres over a mile stand, and it's just you've got to have that timing, Brett, to put them at the right place. People say, oh, outside the lead's no good. But if you come at the right time and you put pressure on the leader, and and uh, Robbie Morris, his horse, he, he used him fairly early. I knew I could put a bit of pressure on him so I knew my timing would be rolling to the front as whether something come off my back and beat me so it's timing and it's practice and it doesn't matter how old you are if you don't have the practice if you're driving once a week it's no good but I'm probably driving 10 times a week on, on an angle and it's, it's all about timing and I'm 
more focused now on my form as I ever have and my timing. So we'll just keep doing that until I find that I'm not, not competitive. We've got a really good book of drives on Saturday night as well. I just wanted to discuss a, a few of those runners with you. Firstly, line up. It's great to have a horse of this quality in your team. And he was, I guess, when you look at his overall record, he's only having his 25th start. So hopefully the best is still yet to come with him. He's had a few runs back this preparation now. It looks as though he was giving you a few dramas before he returned this time in. He's got a few quirks at the trials he was doing a few things wrong but Touchwood at this point in time he seems to have turned the corner and he's not far away off a win can Saturday night be it? I think it went Saturday night 2300 is preferred distance anything uh, over over the 2000 metres that he comes into his own he's never been a miler although he's won in fast time over a mile and he's trialled fast time over a mile but he's more of a stayer as such and you can use him a bit and he'll keep going. But he's a bit of a miracle, that horse, Britt, because uh, Anthony Anthony had him and he, he kept failing the MRIs. He had terrible bone problems and he's a bit of a miracle and he just needs racing to bring him back, get his spark back because he, he, he had such a long time off and then was thrown in the deep end in the Dominion, which uh, I didn't really want him to race him in that, only if it was in our hometown. Uh, but he's a marvellous horse and you haven't seen the best of him yet I feel he's getting better and if he just got some decent racing as you say, not many race starts he'll go back to his best, I'm pretty sure That'll be great to see because he was a, a dual derby winner at three and he was just seemingly on that upward trajectory before things went wrong. Is there a, is there a long term plan with him or is it just week by week at the moment? I think it's pretty much week by week I mean, he probably might have to go into state um, I don't know if I'll go with him. He probably he'll probably go to another trainer if he does go into state. Uh, but I think he's the type of horse that he'd be a good cup horse. And but when you're favourite all the time, sometimes you overdrive them, as I did last week, only because you're favourite and um, people tr- control the front, and then you got to sort of make too much move- movement on the horse. So tactically, you'd like to drive him a bit more quieter, but because they're favourites, you've got to put them in the race because the punters have, have bet it's no good just finishing off. So, But I, I think long-term you'll see, yeah, if he stays down and he, he gets the right training, yeah, anything, the world is uh, oyster. That's your opening race there on Saturday night. And just a little later on, Alpine Stride in the free-for-all. This horse is absolutely flying, but this is a pretty hot race. Yeah, look, he's drawn the perfect position. Uh, to be landed in a, a really good strong position up near the front end uh, as you've seen he only just got beat there the other day but he done it, there was a fairly fast lead time, he got to the inside of him and, and he just got beat on the line he's he's always up there and he's always very honest and he, he, he can rely on Alpine to put in a good performance, he doesn't win a lot but if he gets the right run he can win at decent odds no doubt about that. Well, thanks for your time this morning, Darren. It was great to have a chat around your achievements in the sport. And hopefully there on Saturday night, you can add to that 1,000, or more than that, we know that, but that official 1,000 tally. And he's hoping there's plenty more wins in store. Yeah, I thank you, Britton. I'd just like to thank everyone that uh, commented on social media and, and uh, you know, wish me well. Uh, a little bit overwhelming. You don't really 
count on all those things that when people send messages and whatever, it's just, yeah, it's so nice and it probably gives you that little bit more energy, a bit more buzz to, to keep going. Awesome stuff. Well, appreciate your time this morning. Darren Binskin there was able to drive his 1,000th winner on official records there on Tuesday at Menangle, a real stalwart of the game, has had success over a super long period of time and he's still training a really quality team and driving plenty of winners along the way. So that's on the pace for this Thursday morning. Penrith this evening with those eight races. Mick Aaron will be aboard tomorrow morning to find some winners here on Sky Sports Radio at 10.30. A busy day of racing in New South Wales tomorrow. We've got three cards in the evening. Newcastle, Dubbo and Young and then that card of racing on Saturday night. Eight races a feature is race number five on the card for the free for all paces. Plenty more to come here on On the Pace next week.